Yo, yo. Hey, what's up? What's good? What's good? Another episode of Thin Line Between Sports and Eight Media Hair with Charlie Brown and my man Eight Trends. That's right, everybody. Clap one time. One time. That's it. That's enough. Right. Yeah, sometimes you gotta tell the people when to stop. I got the carried away. I'd be a little extra hype this time. A few, a few of my people told me last podcast they knew I was high. Said it sounded, <laughs> said it sounded like the quiet storm mixed with um, ESPN, but they loved it. But they said, man, you sounded high. I said, I really was, though. <laughs> I, like, that wasn't even a joke. <laughs> I really was. But this is a good episode. Yesterday, as you know, was NBA Media Day. Mr. Trends. And um, uh, not much happens in Media Day. I wasn't too hyped. I was more excited about what happened the day before. The only thing I thought that was interesting about yesterday was <laughs> oh my god this... <laughs> I, 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 I can listen to that all day Kawhi Leonard laugh is hilarious oh man and you know what bugged me out was how he turned real serious right afterwards <laughs> I was like okay that was that was. I just gave you a snippet of me and that was it I was like wow never even saw, I never even saw this in uh in San Antonio, bro. That shit had me dying. But as you know, he won't commit. Yeah, uh, Toronto. Uh, well, first and foremost, that loud, amazing, amazing. <laughs> yeah, all day, so I think about to change it to a text message notification. Oh yeah, I was about to say it's the same. We're in 2018, and we're not like in like 2004 with ringtones. Really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, people really, I remember that was the thing, especially with Next Town. <laughs> but yeah, that laugh was probably the only highlight of media day. <laughs> That's about it. Nothing really happens until, you know, to me, till November. But uh, he said he's not committing. Um, if he don't stay with Toronto, where do you think he's going to go? <laughs> Obviously, LA is the big spot. Um yeah, uh, I mean, you can't put it past Toronto to actually keep him, um, you know. Oklahoma. I would be shocked. <laughs> I would. Oklahoma City did it last year with Paul George, and he ended up staying. And, you know, if he wants to be in the, uh, well, he doesn't like the cold, but he wants to be in a big city. He wants to be a star. Um, yeah, all you got is Drake out there. And um, if you're a 2K fan, agent, that's all you got. That's, 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 that's all that's out there. Huge misconception about Toronto. Toronto is one of the biggest cities. Oh, great weed. Great weed. Yeah, Toronto is one of the best cities in the entire continent of North America. Gotta show them love, man. Toronto is a really great city. Uh, The only thing is, it's really fucking cold out there, obviously. Yeah, Toronto's a great city. Okay, um... (laughs) Yeah. That's what what I say on that one. But, (laughs) I mean, I'll leave that. I can use that all day. <laughs> I can do that all day, man. That shit is hilarious. I think. Um, top five. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is Jalen Rose. Top five cities is NBA cities that he wanted to play in. Tell you, on Toronto. <laughs> no, I believe they're moving on up. Um, I just, I don't think they have enough key pieces. Kyle Lowry. Oh man, Kyle Lowry. And um, the bench, it's not all that. I just don't think Toronto has enough pieces. The only thing that would make me believe he would stay in, in Toronto is that the East is an easier road than the West. Definitely is. 
if you're on the East, you really only have to worry about um, Boston. Boston Celtics and um, um, Boston Celtics again. And um, <laughs> Boston Celtics for the third time. They're going to take the top three seeds, Boston Celtics. <laughs> I was like, I, I just don't see nobody else. I mean, it's going to be interesting in the East this year. Um, don't look past the process. No, don't, don't. No, I'm playing. Don't. Philadelphia is going to be really good. I actually would like to. I think that's going to be the East Conference Finals right there is Boston Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers. And um, they said Ben Simmons has improved on the jump shots. Uh, Marco Fultz has been um, definitely prescribed Xanax, so his mind hopefully will be right <laughs> this season. You know, his mentality. Because, boy, oh, boy, I don't, I don't know what happened. How did somebody lose confidence in a jump shot so early, so quick? And just like, wow, I forgot how to play. But they've had, they've had videos of his jump shot, and it's really... Oh, uh, recent, yeah. And it, uh, just recently, you can check it out on YouTube, y'all, with him and Ben Simmons taking jump shots. Actually does look good. Uh, they, uh, I can't... Besides Boston, Toronto, Philadelphia... That's when the East gets really interesting. Uh, as you know, I'm a diehard Knicks fan. And no, I'm not being biased, but I think this year we can we can at least get the AFC. It's, it's very possible in the East. Uh, Stephen A. Smith only has my Knicks winning 25 games. <laughs> I think I think if Kevin Knox is the truth, Frank, you know, um, you know the kid. Into the A, Frank into the A. <laughs> Can't pronounce his name, but if he steps his game up, um, he play, he looked good. Um, I like Mitchell Robinson oh. and Fisdale's a good coach. No, no, no. I, I, I want to bottom out. I want to bottom what? out. What? Yes, I want another high draft pick so that we will have hopefully Kevin Knox to go. You'll have Porzingis come back next year, and you might be able to lure uh, Kyrie Irving or even a Jimmy Butler, or both, because both want to play with each other. So, yeah, a- and Porzingis will be in his last year of his rookie contract uh, come next season too. So that way, you can decide whether you want to either keep him or ship him. And if you already have two um, great players in Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving, actually with their high draft pick, if the Knicks draft great again this year. With their acquisition of Kevin Knox, uh, Mitchell Robinson, Trier, and Frank into the A, the Knicks should be looking good come 2019. But I'm serious. I don't think Fisdale is the type of coach that's on the tank. So I can see the Knicks going for the AFC. I mean, they might not have a choice but the tank because, you know, it's not a lot of time. Could you tank as a coach? I, no, it's not It's not about tanking as a coach. You're going to go there. I'm just saying, as a coach. I mean, of course you're going to. But I'm just saying. You want the high draft pick? Let's say you're coaching the hell out of the, your team this year and you're doing well. Do you say, hey, let's stop so we can tank and get this high draft pick? Or do you say, um, nah, let's go in? No, I'd say let's you go in with the attitude of you, you try to develop your younger players and you try to win games. But obviously, <laughs> no. I mean, if, if it's between having the top pick, a chance at a top pick, and like winning the 82nd game like they did that year with Hornets like, mm-hmm. like, yeah I know what you're talking about yep mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, for what that, that cost them a chance at Carl Anthony Towns it damn like, sure did oh man don't forget the year that we could have drafted Steph Curry 
Oh, oh no. man, that was a punch to the face. He got, he got picked a pick before the Knicks were up. So. Oh yeah, so who we picked up? Jordan Hill. Oh my goodness. Picked up with Jordan Hill. Oh my goodness, Jordan Hill. Oh. Yeah, that. Donnie Nelson was surprised when, when the Warriors were up and they got a chance to Steph Curry and he said, no, we'll take, we'll take Steph. We're good. No, Donnie Nelson, an offensive genius. I don't know about an awesome coach, but damn sure offensive genius. If there was such thing as an offensive coordinator in the NBA, Donnie Nelson probably go down to damn near nothing in the top three. And man, new office. Let's not forget, let's not forget. Had that Golden State team with BD, Petrus, Jason Richardson, Steven Jack, and took out the number one seed, Dallas. Oh, man, I watched that series. What a great series. What a great series. That's basketball right there. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I think the Knicks, I, I'm telling you, they're going to shock the world. I know people want a draft, uh, draft pick. I'm not one for taking. I also think if you got good scouters, you can pick up and build on what you got, what you have. So let's say um, you get to where you, you you scout good and you see a good, just pure defensive player. Why not just go against or somebody that you know just rebounds? Start picking up what you lack. I think at this point, if you have Porzingis, you know they're gonna come out with a with a superstar next summer. They have to. With the money they're gonna have, they have to. And I'm telling you, like you were saying, we were talking earlier. You know, Thibodeau loves Joe Kim Noah. Listen, I give you him. Hardaway Jr., like you said, the Frank into the A. Just give me Jimmy B. Shit, you gotta have all that. You and Yo and Yo Kim Noah can be reunited. It feels so good. I'm telling you that um Tim Hardaway Jr. terrible signing. Oh man, oh man. I hope this year. Tim Hardaway Jr. plays, but at least just become an awesome shooter. Become a J.J. Redick, you know what I'm saying? J.J. Redick improved his game, but I mean, to, to the best a J.J. Redick can be, you know what I'm saying? Poor guys like um, Morrison, Adam Morrison from Gonzaga, you know, shooters, so-called shooters like that don't even make it. J.J. Redick, one of the reasons why I love the kid, he worked on his game. That's, that's what Tim Hardaway Jr. needs to do. Like, your pops had to kill a crossover. I mean, you have more hops than him. Um, come on, dude, dude. Come on, man. I, I'm just disappointed in him. Disappointed he was hurt last year, too. I was really but, disappointed, man. But uh, he is what he always was. You ought to be I upset. know, but 70 mil, why do, why do you think I'm so upset, bro? That's what you I'm so upset. 70 mil, why do you think I'm so mad? Because the Knicks fall for giving him that contract, even after he, even after they traded him away, they're gonna offer him that contract to come back. It never made any sense. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't to me, especially when San Antonio I picked up Rudy Gay for like four mil. I was like, well, I, I take Rudy Gay. I take Rudy Gay. I, I take Rudy Gay. Speaking of that, since we on San Antonio Spurs, real quick, let's let's dive in to Mr. Demar Derozan. Who says he's feeling pretty good in San Antonio? Um, you think he still misses the Toronto, or he he seeks blood? He wants revenge. <laughs> he want he want that he want that old thing back. You know what I'm saying? I, th- I think um, I think being in the pop tree, I think um, playing with that high competition over there in the West, I think all of that is going to actually be good for him, beneficial to him. Because. Like- 
he was like every the good the great thing about DeRozan is like every year he, he was like a real old school player because every year he adds something to his game. So last year he was developing his playmaking and like getting more assists. So he's a really good player, and you know you pair him up with Lamarcus Aldridge. You you know Pop always finds role players that play their roles. Like they're they're gonna have an offensive system there that works for him and works for everybody else. I think it's going to go really good for him. I think it is, too. Um, don't be – people don't talk about San Antonio, but they're my sleeper, even though they shouldn't be a sleeper in the West. But San Antonio, look out. DeMar DeRozan is a 22, 23-plus um, scorer a night. Uh, L.A. played way better last year. Um, yeah, you lose a guy, Manu, but a lot of those young guys um, with the guy, Jonte Murray, you know, his first name sounds like uh, a French mustard, like Pastor Jonte. You know, like, it, it just sounds like some real good French honey mustard. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's good. You still got um, a few of the other, uh, what you call it, Paul Gasol is still there. And he's got a revival in his career. And like you said, Pop know how to work with guys. So I believe he's going to bring out elements that in DeMar DeRozan game maybe he hasn't seen before. And um, he's, he's going to learn. And he's going to play in the real system. And uh, I think his, uh, his whole total game going to have to improve. It's going to improve, I think, anyway. So, and I think when it's come time to face Toronto, I can't wait to watch that. I'm going to have half an ounce with me. I'm going to go <laughs> out for, just because it's going to be a special game, get me a Coke 45. You know what I'm saying? And, and yo, just relax. I'm going to enjoy the game like old school times, man. I mean, I may even throw up a, a sign, a barbershop sign, you know, the little spiral thing. I forgot what they call it. If you're inside the barbershop, you know, that's going to be an awesome game, I'm telling you. Uh, and I, one of them is going to go at each other's throat. My thing is, Kawhi is still under the microscope. For me, I need to see how you're going to play. Now that you're not under the tutelage of Pop and you do, you're not playing the same system anymore, I want to see is it really talent or was it just a system as if it was in the NFL? You're bugging. <laughs> I don't. I'm not bugging. I'm just saying. I want to see how's he going. Is he going to play better? I'm not saying he's going to play trash. You can't deny his athleticism. You can't deny his defense. Um, but this is a different system, you know. And pop, you playing the different. You playing the different system. I want to see. You know, you're not going to be able. You're not going to have the same people passing you in the rock and everything like that. I think in Toronto, it's going to be more of him having to create his own shot, and um, he has gotten better at that. But he hasn't always been the best at that in his whole career, true or not, though. I mean, they, they, they had a good coach, and they fired him, and they got a new coach. So, um, gonna we got to see how that plays out. I mean, but, I mean, he's, he was a top three MVP candidate not so long ago. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. But like I said, I just want to see how it's going, especially with a year off. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully no injury happens. I want to see him play a whole 82 games. What's the difference between finishing like a top three MVP candidate and still being like all NBA third team or something like that? He's not gonna go much lower than that. Oh, um, no, I don't, I don't think so at all. But now, since we from the from <laughs> I pressed that one too soon, but that was for Jimmy Butler going at uh, Andrew Wiggins. This is what we're about to get into right now some T Wolves or some T Cat drama, as Jimmy Butler calling them felines. Let's move on to Minnesota, baby. Who getting the hell out of there? Because somebody got to go. Will they, will they go this season? Somebody got to go. Tibbs. Ooh, you say Tibbs. 
It's, it's, you know, the owner said he wanted Jimmy Butler out yesterday. He said that mother got to go. Uh, I don't. It's not, I don't think it's that he necessarily wants to trade him. I think it's just he doesn't want to lose him for anything. And Tibbs is trying to keep him there because if they don't make the playoffs, if things fall fall apart, when oh falls, yeah, fires. So yeah, he's gone. And with no Jimmy Butler, I mean, how is this gonna go? I mean, you got your young. You first of all, before we even dive into Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns' um, career in the NBA so far. I mean, we all we heard the rumors from last year. I didn't think it was gonna go into this year. We know Jimmy B is a Jimmy B is a real motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a real dude right there. But man, I need a few questions. Do you agree with calling your teammates out like that? Calling your teammate a what? Calling your teammates out like that on Twitter, social uh, media, or are you old fashioned saying call this man up and oh, let me tell him to his face. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather people speak to face to face, but it's just uh, I don't, they're, they're, they're generationally different, even though they're not that far in age. I mean, Jimmy Butler is so like what twenty eight. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is about twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, but like Jimmy Butler's whole attitude and being, he's just a harder nosed player like that, and you know, um, Andrew Wiggins isn't. <laughs> so I mean. I mean, here's, here's my thing on it. I'm not with calling call the teammates out like that on uh, social media, especially uh, calling them out, period. Um, especially when um, you don't know, you don't, you're not the president, you don't have the power to sit there and say, get rid of me like that, like this, do this, do that. Most likely, you're going to have to play some games. You're going to have to see this man again. So why not... You know, if you're so called the leader, this is my only take on it. Because I'm not saying I disagree with Jimmy B at all, but this is my take on it: is that if you're the leader, call him up, talk to him, come out. Yo, we need to talk about this. Because I, I definitely agree. Uh, Andrew Wiggins' behavior is like, you know, I could jump really high, I'll probably get to the lane. I can't shoot that well, but I'm athletically gifted and I'm getting paid. So I'm just showing up to work. It, it's all like that. You couldn't. We'll see it like that. Um, I don't think so much Carl Anthony Towns. I think he's more still learning the game. And he got all worked in the playoffs. It happens. You know, Ben Simmons scored zero points in the playoffs. Damian Lillard got beat down by Drew um, Holiday. It happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it was Carl Anthony Towns' first playoff appearance last season, correct? Yep. Yeah, so, you know... Him too much as I would Wiggins. I, I believe Wiggins doesn't have the drive, not at all. You know, 14 year old getting in the car, no license, don't have the drive. <laughs> you can't do this. Not your thing. Or I mean, guy, who, who, what you, what's your thoughts on Wiggins? Uh, he's just athletically talented. Um, I don't know. Like he, like in, yeah. in college, played defense, and when he was coming out of college, scouts and NBA players and you know, NBA evaluators all thought, well, if nothing else, like, you know, he might be iffy with the jump shot. You know, he's athletic, but if nothing else, you know, he plays defense. Well, he's gotten into the league and he doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When Tiffy Butler was on playing last year, the T Wolves were arguably the third best team. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
when he missed all that time, he missed. I, I think he missed twenty four games total. But when he missed all that time, they basically fell into like the eighth, ninth. A bad tenth. slump. Yeah, they started dropping to the point where they just had to, they had to fight for their life. So he's obviously their best player. There's a huge gap between it. Um, and that's the thing about it. But you, and that's why I'm kind of like I understand Wiggins, but not so much Towns. I can understand it if you say, you know what, I can work with Carl Anthony Towns. He's got more upside. I can definitely see more drive, more potential. Let me get Wiggins the hell out of here. Because <laughs> now, but, you know, Jimmy B, we already know, doesn't have plans to stay. So I guess he said I'm going out with a bang, like Bishop and Juice. Yeah, like at this at this point, he just doesn't care. He, he doesn't want to be there. He's letting it know that, they, that he doesn't want to be there. And... If he doesn't want to be there, he's obviously not going to resign. So it's either uh, trade me now and get something for it, or play the season and then I'm gone. Unless the Knicks can get rid of Noah's contract and you know keep Knox, Mitch Robinson, because you know I like the boy. Uh, of course, you know the unicorn. I don't trade for him. Uh, last time Knicks did a trade for a superstar, we got rid of everything, and it cost us. To get Melo, we got rid of everything. I mean, the, the, you, you don't want to have to sit there when, the same situation, when you know the following season this man is going to be a free agent and wants to come to you willingly. I understand you don't want to take the risk of losing him, but at the same time, if you get him and you have nothing to have with him, you you asked out. It, it depends what you trade him. <clears throat> That's what I said. You, I don't give up the farm. I, I don't. I don't but give the, up everything. Sorry. The, difference between the Carmelo situation and the Jimmy Butler situation is that you knew 100% the team that Carmelo wanted to go to was the Knicks. Knicks, that hurt me. That's how I said, no, you didn't get rid of everybody. Oh, now, we're fucked. Jimmy, like, he has, you know, he said he, he would want to go to LA. He would want to go to Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn, yes, he would also want to go to the Knicks, so that's what people are thinking. I understand yeah. that. And you don't know if Kyrie, honestly, because be real, Kyrie has a great situation in Boston, so you don't know if he's going to stay. You okay. know, especially if they have a good run, why leave? Unless, you know, he really wants to just say, listen, I need to be the man, which, to me, you are the man in Boston. Nobody else <clears throat> is going to, um, nobody else is going to fight you for that throne, so you already got that. So, let me move on, man, to our first segment. So, I'm dying to do this, bro. Dying to do this. Can I get applause, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you. Thank you. I thought about this myself. Genius. I am. Not really. But simple segment, I call it help or hurt. And I was around my job site as, you know, fellow sports lover. Four sports lovers, four random questions. I need four random questions for the segment. And I took the best four uh, questions. There's a lot of them. I couldn't read the handwriting or um, I don't. I don't, you know, one guy wrote, tried to write it on with cement. It don't work. Um, yeah. All the men out there. <clears throat> yep. Construction worker I am. But the segment's called Help or Hurt, and I got four questions. Number one. All right, let's do it. Does Melo help or hurt the Rockets? Drum roll, please. <laughs> um, he helps them because they already lost the Razor. <laughs> mm, what about defense, though? Losing that. Uh, they're gonna lose the defense. That's that's the the harmful part. Ariza is obviously a better defender, and he can defend one through four. 
and Melo not so much. But I mean, mm. so it's either you bring in Melo or you you have that hole, and I would rather have Melo than have that hole. Yep, and uh, <laughs> Melo's gonna like this offense. He's gonna get to shoot a whole lot and real fast. So we're gonna see a lot of three point three fingers to the head. You know what I'm saying? As he likes to do a lot. Next question. Does Kyrie and Haywood hurt Tatum's chances of becoming the next Celtic superstar? I'm t- I don't I'm gonna let you go first. It does hurt it. Mm. Oh wow. Right. I didn't think you were gonna go there, my guy. No, no, no. He's he has talent, but with with Hayward and Kyrie there, it's gonna take some of the offensive opportunities he's gonna get. It takes that down a notch. So he's gonna have to learn to operate within that scheme. Because he's gonna get the ball less, obviously. Yeah, he can do. It. He could definitely do it. But instead of the like, if they weren't on the team, he's a potential twenty-two to twenty-four point scorer. With them there, that'll fifteen to sixteen points a game. Isn't bad. It's just, you know. No, that's great. For it's great for you when you're a third option. Here's yeah. my thing. I tell when that when I got, when somebody I saw uh, write that question. I said, "Oh, that's interesting." But I said, you know, even more. I was thinking about it. I said, it shouldn't be Tatum. This should be worried. Jalen Brown. Because to me, Taylor, Tatum has way more potential. Um, especially in the playoffs, took over better. Uh, Jalen Brown. He plays great defense. So does Tatum. Jalen Brown's good at the spot up. Uh, Tatum could take you off dribble. I, I, I like that, man. He, he had a lot of tough shots in the playoffs. To be honest with you, Tatum might even be the second best option on, on offense. He, on, might... yeah, he would. I mean, he, uh, to me, he will be. But, you know, Gordon Hay, or some people may say Gordon Haywood. I would definitely say second. Um, and then you you can take your pick between Haywood and Jalen Brown, depending on what you like. I mean, Tatum and, Hay- and Hayward are probably like 2A and 2B, but no, they're, they're running through Al Horford also because Al Horford... Forget about Horford had a great season last year, too. Yeah, he, great he does. Season. And he does his thing. He does what he needs to do. That's what I like about Al Horford. And man, can he hit that shot. He hit a lot of those deep two-pointers and threes, man, in that playoff series. He'll, he could have six points in the game, but have such a huge impact in the game. And you wouldn't even know it, y'all. You, your word, definitely. You don't even know it. Roscoe, check this out. Third question. This is a good one. I thought it was funny. Dwight Howard, at this stage in his career, does he hurt or help any team? Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I just, I just had to, man, when I heard that. I just, oh, man. Um, who, you know, that is also a good question because honestly, bro, did he not have a good season last year? I'm, he can grab uh, uh, mm. Yeah, he's athletically gifted. It's just, you know. Uh, the, I know, he's he's 13 and 13 going on 30. I know. Yeah, the attitude just wears on everybody. And, like, after he's left Orlando, it's L.A., it's Houston, it's Charlotte. And, like, every team he leaves, they're not, they're not happy by the time he's leaving. Like, it can't be all of them. Like, it's got to be him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, bro. I definitely do. And also, man, that last question. DeMarcus Cousins, playing this season, does it hurt or help his chances of getting the max contract next season? Help. Hell yeah, help. I said, who the hell? But you know what? I said, uh, let me take this question. I need a warrior question up in this somewhere. Um, I went to the question, 
there's no pressure for him to hurry back. They're going to make the playoffs with or without him. Uh, he gets to start playing basketball and round himself into shape around March, April. He's already dunking, bro. He's already in the playoff push. And if he makes any sort of difference to help them, like... Listen, people don't understand. He's a passing big man as well. Like you, when you play 2K. and play as a big man. But he can pass. He can rebound. They're not asking for him to do everything. But, man, he's going to give you that. You know what the problem is? He's a big man that's going to draw the other big man out because he can shoot. He can post up. That man is a problem. And, and 80% the Marcus Cousins with, with, with the, the Golden State Warriors turns into a god. Golden State gods. That's that's what they're going to become come playoff time. And if he's ready any time in playoff, playoff time, I feel bad for any team. Imagine if he's ready a little before. You know they all let him rock out the last few games. And this is a strong chance. They're saying he might be ready by March. Like, right, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, DeMarcus Cousins. In all 48 minutes of every single game, two of those guys will be on. Oh, my God. At all times. All and, times, man. Um, two of those. Call call them the weakest. I don't know. Clay and DeMarcus Cousins. How far would a team with Clay and DeMarcus Cousins get into the playoffs? Like, oh, like pretty far. They definitely going. They challenge you for for whatever conference finals that is. You gotta understand, Clay. You don't understand, Clay. Does Clay is Clay is happy. Clay is just a happy old carefree guy happy with his role at any given moment Clay could be a starter on any team and I think he could drop 28 a night telling you easily easily. don't let him be one don't let him have one of those nights where he's hot where he dropped 24 in a quarter I think I believe it was two years ago when they went on that um crazy um when it was 72 uh, um whatever that uh 73 and 9 I believe it was he he had uh, one game I remember he dropped 24 in a quarter who does that he single-handedly changed NBA history because that streak he went on when they were playing Oklahoma City when, when Golden State was on the verge of Oh, defeated, and he just lit it up. And he lit them up and brought them all the way they, back. They had, they had no answers for him. Like, okay, we're going to stop. We're going to stop Curry and Draymond. Okay, so what about Clay? Clay was just like, all right, fine. Now imagine if they're like, there's no way Durant leaves if they win the championship that year. No, Clay he Tom- don't. He don't. Um, what do you think about his chances of leaving this year if they win? Um, I think I heard somewhere that he said that he was going to be a warrior for life. So he might just stay. He see. I mean, more than likely he'll stay. But it'd be. I mean, I think. I think people underestimate. I think his goal is to have championships. And yeah, I'm sorry. The way Golden State, and I told people, don't be surprised if they win this year, everybody stays for less money because people collect these chips and they can always go make the money after. You can't just go anywhere and just get a chip. And I believe Clay said something like, oh, when they asked him to leave, he said, why? People would people would die to be in this situation. And it's true. People would die to be, players would die to be in Clay Thompson's situation. You, you, you've been to the finals five, going on four straight, four straight years. Amazing. Probably the only one that that stands, the one that stands the most chance to leave is still Durant, because you know. Oh Durant, yeah, of course. 
He's not from there. He's not from, you know, the ground up like they were all drafted there and everything like that. Um, somebody said something interesting. Um, you know, if Durant leaves, who's to say they won't pick up Anthony Davis? And I said, man, they picked up AD. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They were, I think, the only reason I would say, listen, people think I'm crazy. AD might be a more dangerous fit because he's an inside presence. So you have to guard the inside plus the outside. Right now, you know you just got to guard the outside, but you just can't do it well. Imagine you got an inside guy. This guy can take you down low any given time. You you even think you think about doubling. He kicked it out. They scored the three. It's over. Like you, what would you? What would you do? I'd be it, upset. I'd be upset to play a team like that. It I would be an injury. It would be more. Upset. It would be worse on the defensive side of it because you got Clay Thompson outside guarding you. Oh you got- man! Even that, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the, terrible on the di- well, of course, defensive side because. Oh, oh, they they best big man was Andrew Bogut, and then Dream, you got Draymond then steering people into Anthony Davis helping. That team would be disgusting if they were to pick him up. I could see them that team winning like four straight because shooters have longevity. Clay and Steph are going to play for a while. I was watching some Ray Allen recently on the Dan Patrick Show. And he said, man, you still look in good shape. He said, I can still play. He said, I still keep myself in shape. Ray Allen, damn sure, like, you still go out there and get your good 13 points, go sit down. <laughs> hey, I've still got time to go hit up a transgender. Oops. <clears throat> oh, didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Oh, man. That was funny, Connors. Shout-outs to my man, Ray Allen, one of the best club shooters ever in the game, yo. What you got? Final question before we out of here. If you got a last shot you need to take, who's going to take it for, for you in the base, the, 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 the corner? Robert Horry or Ray Allen? Who's taking that shot? Is it Big Shot Bob or is it Jesus Shuttleworth? It's Reggie Miller. Nah, you, you got to pick those two, goddammit. Man, man you put Reggie in it. Reggie, when has Reggie ever hit a three to win a championship? I'll wait. I'll wait. But we've seen him like the next Nah, day. son. We ain't even talking about this. Like I said, Robert Horry or, or Jesus Shuttlesworth. Who you got? I've also seen Reggie do it to Michael Jordan in the book. I've, I've, also, I've also seen these guys doing the championship games <laughs> uh, to win championships, uh, which Reggie Miller has not acquired. Ooh, excuse me. Sorry. That um that no chip flu is, is is getting to me. You know what I'm saying? Who you got, bro? Reggie Miller. This motherfucker Reggie. <laughs> Motherfuckers gonna stick with Reggie. <laughs> Fuck it, I got Mitch Richmond. I don't give a damn. And hey, we out, y'all. I got Mitch Richmond on that one. And hey, we out of this. <laughs>